You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we go. We do a podcast on a gorgeous, gorgeous Tuesday. His name is Al. His other name is Eddie, but he's not here. He's walking out of the studio. So me and Al will do this. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, it's a main topic. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I have a main <laughs> topic for you today, which I had told you I had. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I think my dog is legitimately depressed now. And She'll I get feel over sad. It. She'll be fine. Yeah, she's she's uh, the first week I came back to work, everything was awesome. Yeah, she was great. She was into. I'd come home, she'd be excited. We'd go on our walks. Gina would come over, uh, all good. And now week two, I guess she noticed, and this is a pattern, and she's not happy. She's not thrilled. No. Well, she, she looks sad. She'll be she all right. Has her keeps her head down. She's sad. Jerry. Did you ever think there'd be something in this universe that would be upset not to be with you twenty four seven? No, exactly. <laughs> That's the weird part. Because I can tell you this. When you're around, or actually when I'm around the house, after a few hours, I got to go do something. Yeah. Because my kids don't really want me around. <laughs> it's like, can you have something to do today? <laughs> it's like it's right. enough. Well, that's the thing. I I, I, she, I think she used to like just the being there when we were doing the shows, when I was yeah, doing I the shows so. over home. It's exciting. She'll be you know? okay. She'll adjust. She will adjust, but they tell me, uh, people on the social media tell me to take a couple weeks oh, of her God. being sad. Oh, that's what I thought you were going to say, take yeah. a couple weeks off to kind of... Oh, no, no, no. That was the problem. I had too many weeks right. off and, and being at home. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She'll adjust. But I think people are going to find that, and then people reaching out as well saying, yeah, and then uh, with my kids as well, you know, you've got it with a dog. I'm going to have it with my kids. So as people begin to go back to work, we're going to find... Um, uh, people sad. It will be the one, one of the major benefits that I've had working this shift has had the time I've had with my kids that most people don't have. Right. That's true. Jerry, it's the time we'll never get back. You're right. Uh, you're right. I feel bad for people that have had to work seven to seven just to pay the mortgage and only see their kids on weekends. Right. Because that's very real for a lot of people. Very I mean, real. Uh, my topic for today though, Jerry, is, uh, I listened to, this is another Sam Harris topic, but, oh. uh, it's it, it's not a thinking man's topic. It's an oh, interesting angle, and I know you have some uh, friends in law enforcement. I believe I do. you do many, many. So uh, this podcast he did the other day was very interesting, and it comes on the heels of you know all of this uh, the situations with uh, the police uh, and people. There are some people that feel the police use too much force. Uh, police uh, and people are getting shot. And this sort of thing. And uh, Sam Harris brought on this guy whose grandfather invented Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And his pitch is that all police officers should be trained in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I don't disagree with that. In a way to take down people that are resisting arrest. Sure. And Remember what the guy's name was? Was uh, it Andrew Gracie? Yep. Gracie. Yeah. And it was very interesting. Now, he even said, listen, this is going to sound like an infomercial for this guy's Brazilian sure. Jiu-Jitsu University and, yep. and and that sort of thing. But he made a very compelling argument in that, you know, they say that the police in uh, the, most places in the United States are only given four hours of training a year on how to subdue a Ouch. subject. And, you know... When when guys are not, men and women are not trained in, or don't have a lot of practice with that, and you get into these situations with um, guys that are 
larger than them. It's hard to take Get them nervous. down. And those uh, the uh, the the people you're you're trying to apprehend are going for your gun, and they mm-hmm. may have a gun, and it's just a lot of chaos. And if people were trained in jiu-jit- Brazilian jiu-jitsu, that they would be able to take down bigger subjects non-lethally. Yeah. It was really... In, I to never, know the pressure points. Yeah, I never thought... I don't know why that never crossed my mind. You know, when everything has gone on as it has... Yeah. Um, and I'm not even talking about the George Floyd case. I'm not talking about that. Um, but all the other issues that have come up since then... And before then, I suppose. I'm not sure. Not all of them, but a lot of them. I've always thought the notion of defunding the police was misguided. I think, if anything, you need more resources for them to be trained properly. Because I do agree. I mean, at the end of the day, they're not superheroes. They're cops. They're people. You know what? Some people handle handle pressure a lot differently than others. Some people panic. Some get nervous. Um, and I do think it's got to be more about training and knowledge and and education more so than it is neighborhood watch like i know some people want to do i love that idea and that that takes the onus off of hand on gun too right if you have the confidence and the knowledge and the wherewithal and the ability to do that i think it's brilliant I absolutely think it's great. I think it's a great idea. And I guess there are a number of police departments across the U.S. who are partnering with uh, some of these Gracie Jiu-Jitsu sure. schools where they have them. Uh, and then I guess the town or wherever the police are employed by whatever town or municipality or whatever, they pay for them to go. And right. it's like they go one hour a week every week. Which is great. And, you know, and even one hour a week is better. It's not enough. Yeah. But one hour a week compared to what you were just saying it was? Yeah. Think about that. At now, all of a sudden, at least you have some sort of a schedule and rhythm in it. And, yeah, it might take you a couple minutes to get used to it. But once you get to a certain point, it becomes muscle memory, and you start to remember what you're doing. There was a place, there was a Gracie place that opened up in Homedale. Really? Probably. Because they're not six, there anymore. No. Six or seven years ago, I want to say, they did not last long. The, yeah. You know what the problem with these places is? Even like the Tiger Shulman's where I used to go. They are really expensive. So if you want to go to Blink Fitness or to LA Fitness or where you used to go. I used to go to Planet Planet Fitness. Fitness 30 yeah, bucks ten, a month, basically. No, it was 10, 10 bucks a okay. month. 10 bucks a month. You, now, people don't go and it's 10 bucks. They don't care about it. Right. But it's easy. And they do. Some of them do offer, like, you know, LA Fitness offers classes you can come take and all that. These MMA style gyms, like Tiger Showman, I was paying, I was paying like four grand a year. To and go. that like CKO kickboxing, I think is well. CKO is a little different. You could do a monthly fee at CKO for I want to say one hundred and twenty nine dollars a month, but that's not ten dollars a month. And you know the MMA place when me and my wife were going because Kim loved the kickboxing. Like every time you went, they were deducting hours and time. So that four thousand dollars I was putting in wasn't even lasting the year because the two of us were going. And that's what they ran into. The Gracie School was really expensive, and they—I don't think they lasted two years. Yeah, it was. In, and then Title Boxing came in, and they were gone in a year. It's too expensive. Yeah, it is uh, pricey. But I think if I was a cop, I think I would love to know jujitsu. Well, right now you're a radio producer, and you'd like to know it. So I think I know, if you were a I'm, cop, you'd really like to know. Yeah, but I'm still—I haven't made the move. I did look up in Asbury Park. There's—it's not a Gracie no school, but it's a Asbury Park jujitsu. Okay. I was like, maybe I'll go there. But I, I you know, I want to go when I can do really do it. Uh, you know, I don't know if we can really do it yet with the masks and all these That's things. That's a very good point. You know, I don't think they're wide open yet. If you're talking jujitsu, you're talking a lot of spit and sweat. And, you know, if you start grappling as part of that, I mean, you're wrestling. Right. Basically. Jiu-jitsu is all about trying to get someone to the ground, correct? Mm-hmm. And then Pretty much. subduing them. As far as I know, yeah. Yeah. That's why I always told you I enjoyed doing the grappling like I did. Kickboxing's one thing, but I always fig- felt when I had gotten to a certain point that if I could get you to the ground, I figured I was lear- I really was learning about my weight distribution and different points, and you felt good about it. I haven't done it in years now, so that's out the window. But you'd remember, like if you Maybe. had to take someone down. Maybe. I don't know. When you Were, were you doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu or something else? No, I mean, it was called grappling. Grappling. At the time. We would do kickboxing one day, grappling the next. Then we would spar. 
kickboxing, and then we would grapple spar. We never we never put it all together. This Gracie family, evidently, the grandfather came over from Brazil, mm-hmm. and he started this. And I didn't know about these guys. They started the original MMA fighting. No, did they? Yeah, because this the grandfather Gracie, who knew Brazilian jiu-jitsu, he wanted to know what was the greatest martial art to know. So he started pitting fights between the masters of the various martial arts. Oh, interesting. Which made it was which made like the first MMA. I don't think it was called MMA, right. but that's what it was. It was these mixed martial arts fights, and that he he ultimately won with Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Now, what is Steven Seagal a master in? I don't know what he is. Because he is, right? Isn't he legit? Yeah, I think so. Like, that's not just acting. Like, he, I believe... Yeah, I think he is a, a fighter. Let's see. Steven Seagal, who hated Boomer and Carton, as he hung up see on them. what his expertise is in. Yeah, mar- it comes right up. Steven Seagal, martial arts. So he, let's see... I need to become... Seagal was born in Mission. He's a seventh-degree black belt in Aikido. Aikido. Yeah. the sticks? Yeah. How about this? He was a martial arts instructor in Japan. Wow. Becoming the first foreigner to operate an Aikido dojo in that country. That's incredible. I think Aikido is with the sticks and all, which is why in his his movies, he'd always be like, you get into a fight with Steven Seagal in a bar. Yeah. He'd grab the pool stick and... And kick your ass. And then he would do this this move, Jerry, where he would take like a, uh, a maybe like take a shirt off, put the pool billiards balls in a shirt, yes, wacky right in the face of it. That is right. Imagine that getting hit in the stuff. face with a big thing of billiards balls. No, you broke, you shattered jaw, shattered your head, death. How about this? There's this. I don't know who this guy is. Jason Statham. Yeah, I know him. He's in the, a bald actor, balding. Ten. How about this? 10th degree black belt in, I don't even, I can't even pronounce this, a 9th degree black belt in Tang Sodu, an 8th degree black belt in Taekwondo, 5th degree black belt in Karate, 3rd degree black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and a black belt in Judo. What the hell is the difference between all of them? I'd love know, to know I, the difference. I'd love to see this guy throw down with somebody. i tell you what, if he looks very unassuming, could you imagine telling him the wrong thing? Right, starting trouble. Oh my God. Then I went on the YouTube after listening to this, and I uh, I punched in um, jujitsu in the streets or something like that, uh, and I found a whole. Well, first I put in jujitsu subway. Okay. And I watched. Fights. The, yeah, but this is what I liked. It was punks starting fights with with people in the subway, and a stand uh, standby person who happened to know jujitsu get involved in. Take them right now. No down. kidding. Oh, it was so great, Jerry. That's tremendous. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's like the Subway hero right there. Oh, it was so great. This one guy was in this uh, other dude's face and was like wanting to fight him. And this guy was just on the Subway reading his book and all of a sudden decided it was time to get involved. He just put the guy in a rear choke, passed right out. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. The that's power a, to be able to do that. what I'm talking about. Right. You'd never be. And Listen, the confidence. There's always someone that's going to be better than you. Right, or have a weapon. But the chances of that happening would be minuscule as opposed to now when you don't know that stuff. I was telling Gina because I was telling her I was probably going to learn Brazilian jiu-jitsu. She goes, good. I said, uh, I said if I do, I said, I'm going to become a real dick when we go out. Like, I'm going to be looking for, like, no, normally when I just say stuff to you under my breath, I'm going to say it to the people. I don't think you will because you got to protect this job. Right. Plus... That's- that goes against Brazilian jiu-jitsu masters. They don't want you starting trouble. You're there to help out. There was a night, I told you this, there was a night in Red Bank, a bunch of us went out. We're four or five couples. And the girls were basically dancing, and me and a couple of the guys were just having a beer at the bar. One of the girls came over to get a drink, and she was going to bring three drinks back. Now, it's my friend's wife. Guy comes up behind her, starts talking to her. She goes, sorry, not interested. He licks her ear. In these COVID times or pre-COVID? No, this was pre-COVID. So I stand up. I'm like, dude, go the, get the F out of here. Just go away. I mean, she's married. Leave her alone. I didn't say it nasty. He wanted to go. Is that right? And I'm sitting there like, wh- like what do you do? Yeah, you know Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Now I got, I got three friends behind me. Right. And I, th- I think he was alone. I'm sure he had friends in the place. God knows what could have happened. But I had three friends right behind me, and one's a big dude. It would have been very easy 
to either throw the first punch or get punched and then just let it happen. But then I'm literally in my mind, I'm like, could you imagine if in the paper I get thrown out of a bar and in this bar fight, people already think I'm angry, which I'm not, but that's fine. I'll, I'll play along. It's, it's okay. But that would be like, see, told you. Right. Look at Meantime, Jerry. I wasn't the cause of it. I was defending someone. But the look would be really bad. Right. And you sit there like, mm. and my buddy was there. My buddy would have pummeled this guy. Forget me, please. My friend would have killed him. But I was like, I quit. And now licking someone's ear would get you arrested. It would. But if I but if I was that good, right. could have gotten into it with him and just, as you say, choked him out, dropped him on the ground. All right, let's go. Got to go. Just take him down, Jerry. That's it. As opposed to, right. you know, punches being thrown. Right. And then God knows what happens. Things. Right. You just want to grapple somebody to the ground. Yeah. Then an interesting uh, uh, thing came up in this uh, talk with the jujitsu guy, and I wonder what you would do. They were talking about when uh, police are trying to apprehend somebody, and let's say it's only let's say it's only one cop on the scene at the time. Yeah, and the cop asked for help. Would you, as a civilian, help if you could? Yeah, I think you've got to see the situation, yeah. and I don't know how anybody reacts. Everybody reacts differently in a. In a time of crisis. The jujitsu guys all seem to want to get involved. Because they know they can. They, right, because they know how to get involved. I think a guy that's a black belt in jujitsu, I don't even think is 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 concerned about the other guy having a weapon. Right. I think they Disarm think as long them. as they can get in close, I'll handle myself. I don't know about that. Do you? No. I mean... I'd love to be a hero, though. You know how I love being a hero. Oh, I've heard. But that for you means picking up your phone and calling 911. Right. Like That's not the what they yelled, mean. If a cop yelled to me, I need your help, I would assess the situation. If I could uh, if I could jump on the guy without him seeing me coming, maybe. It's a, it's a tough thing to answer. It really yeah. is. Until you see what, why, how, who. Right. If it was someone you knew involved, much more oh, for likely sure. to help. Of course. But, but a stranger, you don't know. Because right. you don't know what's going down. You don't know what weapons are on. I don't know out anything. There. Yeah. And in this day and age, oh, God. You just hope that you never run into that situation, to be right. honest. Terrible. Oh. Maybe you'll join me at Asbury Park Jiu-Jitsu. I told you I got to <laughs> play. I can't go down to Asbury Park. I know. Park. It's too far for you. I would love to do it again. I actually feel good. I actually feel ready to do something again. I only go to Asbury Park. And plus, I got to be honest, I can't be fighting you and wrestling around with you. You don't want to grapple with me? No. That I, would be awkward. I don't. I thought it was awkward when I was doing it with the one guy from the gym. Yeah. Like two dudes rolling around. That yeah. They, I'm not going to lie to you. There were days like, oh, God, this is nasty. Right, because men smell and they yes. have odors. I would, t- I would try and take a shower as much as I could before I went just because you don't want to be walking out and be like, oh, he's stunk. I would always try and shower before I went, and then i go home and shower again. Can I practice against the like a dummy? Jiu-jitsu dummy? Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, there are you can do different takedowns. They yeah. have weighted... Even the place I go to has the weighted dummies where you can practice takedowns. Ooh, all right, I like that. You can, and they're heavy. Like, they're 80-pound dummies. Yeah. I mean, not heavy like a human. Let's be 180 pounds, but it's it's heavy. You know, so, yeah, there are different things you can do, but it's not the same. Because once, you know, once you learn a certain move, then all of a sudden you have to put that move into action against a guy trying to resist. I mean, it's 100 times harder. Yeah. So the dummies can get you started, but that's about it's it. practice. Yeah, it's practice. That's about all. So I like the kickboxing. I find that fun because I like boxing. I love kicking. Right, because guys aren't ready in a street fight. Probably for not. A roundhouse kick. Right. And I, the one, I, that's one thing. I love that. A solid right roundhouse, oh, right up the side of the head. That's fun. Of course, I've taken those a couple of times. I think <laughs> I got concussed. Right. Not fun. No. And I had headgear on. Yeah. My friend Rob, I mean, knocked me into the next week. Kickboxing you? Yeah. He did. Luckily, it was on a Thursday. I didn't go back until Monday. I was able to get the cobwebs out. Yeah. Oof. That was a rough one. Hmm. He pummeled me that day. So look for Jerry and I street fighting in a town near you. I'm not, I don't want a street fight. I'm good. Intervening in a town near you. Getting involved. <laughs> getting in the mix. Pretty soon we'll see. takedowns and grappling. We're going to see Alan August. He's going to be walking around Bradley Beach oh, be in so a cocky. Speedo, a six-pack, and he's going to be wearing the black belt with a tattoo on his chest that says, come at me, bro. I'd be walking around going, did you, did you, say, did you say something? And on the back, a tattoo that says Dukes. And then <laughs> jujitsu throw down, grapple hold. Uh, you thought he was Triangle. policing Bradley Beach before. Yeah. 
Wait till next. Oh, I'd find that guy with the beer bottles. Jiu-jitsu hold till the cops come. That is awesome. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. Wow, a whole podcast on jujitsu. That's right. And my sad dog in the beginning. That's true. I forgot about that. All right, uh, warm-up show tomorrow is uh, Wednesday, Jerry. Is it right? is Wednesday. Oh, we've got uh, Mets and Yankees tonight. Mets, Yankees, Knicks, Nets. Nets, Islanders playing the Rangers, and the Devils are in Pittsburgh. That's, That's a lot. called sports. I and mean, we had nothing last night. Someone right. couldn't have played last night? Right. You could have owned, owned the night. Could have owned the night. All right, warm-up next. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't Oh, right, what do you say we do this a couple of minutes after 5 o'clock? Very nice job, Erica Herskowitz. It is the warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details along with the Eddie Scazzeri. Here we is. His name is Albert Emmanuel Dukes. Al, what is up on this glorious Tuesday? Good morning, Jerry. Whenever I think of Emmanuel, I think of the uh, Showtime uh, Cinemax series. That was like one of those sexy series that was on after Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Emmanuel's Lovers. One. All right. That was one of them. That was when you were staying up till midnight trying to figure out how you could unscramble the uh, the cable that your parents were no, paying this, for? No, this was uh, like regular Cinemax Showtime on a Friday or Saturday night after 10 o'clock. They would run Emmanuel. What was your favorite episode? Um, uh, they all ran together for me, Jerry. <laughs> but there was a young Emmanuel, um, you know, exploring the different parts of town and meeting various men along the way. And a lot of times it would get cut off. Oh, right? Emmanuel was a girl? Yeah. Oh. Well, I guess that fits Emmanuel. you. <laughs> Sexy Emmanuel, Jerry. <laughs> Just like it was like Emmanuel and Lady Chatterley's lover. Those were those were two of the big ones. That's how you spent your weekend nights. Love That's, it. Uh, yep. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, weekend nights at home. When I had the downstairs TV all to myself, Jerry, just a just a young man and his who still hadn't discovered himself and his clicker, <laughs> his television clicker. God help. On me. the ride in today, Jerry, I listened to Steve Summers' podcast where he had Mr. Jerry Seinfeld on last night. I listened to that on my ride in. And it really made me think because yesterday, as I was listening to Carton and Roberts as they were ending, and they're like coming up right after this short break, Jerry Seinfeld, which I wanted to hear. And in my head, it was like, nah, I don't want to wait five minutes. Wow, I'll catch it tomorrow what on else my were ride you in. Doing nothing, but I was, but I, I, I just, I wanted to save it for the drive in. No, that's fine. So that I did that. I put it right on uh, the podcast. I went to the I, I use Apple Podcast app. It was a thirty minute. Interview. Pretty good. A little awkward. Had moments of awkwardness, moments of Jerry nudging Yankee fans uh, because the Yankees are not doing so well. And it had uh, uh, Jerry also talking about the Mets are, it's all about smiling this year, Jerry. Lindor has a nice smile. Um, Who's the, uh, the first base? Well, when you win, Pete Alonzo, when you win. Yeah. You smile. Dom Smith has a good smile, he said. Right, and when you win, you smile. Yeah. And when you don't win, you don't smile. And get your knocks in on the Yankees now because this is not going to last all season. Exactly. Get your knocks in now. Then it was very awkward when they were talking about where where their falling out happened. Why would That's funny. Why would Steve even bring that up? Well, I guess because uh, people wanted to know. I thought it was actually a good idea that they brought it up right off the start because otherwise you're wondering why are they not addressing it. I guess. And it ended with uh, Jerry pretty much saying uh, he doesn't recall sending that email to Steve and doesn't know why he would have sent it, but he apologized. And uh, they moved on. And then he also questioned what was Gio's problem with him. Gio, oh, because when he called, he wasn't friendly. He wasn't friendly, but uh, uh, Steve Summers said he had no recollection of what the issue was, so uh, it got moved over. Unfortunately, you and I were not discussed, Jerry. No (laughs) mention of Eddie Scazzeri. (laughs) 
I wouldn't think so. But Jerry is a, a fan of the station. He's listening again. He's a baseball fan, so I think he tends to listen during baseball season. Of course, makes you, sense. You probably when he's in the town, in town, and when he's in town, you know why? Yes. he's smart. He probably not isn't here in the winter. Right. He's probably in California. Correct. Although he's got how old are his kids? Uh, I'm they got to sure. be in school still, right? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. All right, so maybe he's not in California. Yeah. Then. Hmm. I believe they're like high school age, probably. Wouldn't that be cool to be able to just fly back and forth yes. whenever you want? That would be Ooh, cool. Oh, look at the forecast. It's going to be crappy next week. Let's go to L.A. Yes. That'd be fun. Well, I'd go to like Arizona. Or well, wherever. I'm just South saying. Carolina. Just pick up and go and find warm weather. Florida. Not deal with storms and cold weather and yeah, crappy exactly. weather. That would be fun. Exactly. Jerry, we had no baseball last night. Dude, we locally. had nothing last night locally. We had nothing locally last night, but things get going tonight. Ooh, Sorry, Jerry. So is your coughing. The Frenchman is on the mound tonight for the Yankees. Jameson Tyon. Is that how you say his first name? Jameson, right? Yes. Like the uh, shot it's of like Jameson. his third start. We're still trying to figure this out. James- I know. I feel like this guy's pitched a lot. Jameson well, I mean, for here Tyone. we are. It's April 20th. I don't know about a lot, but well, he's made lot. his starts, yes. He's pitching about every two days, I think, Jerry. <laughs> every the, five. The way I check out the schedule. Every five. So the Yankees have uh, the Braves tonight at the stadium. Two Char- games set with the Braves. Charlie Morton, is he still good? I guess. The Braves are not good this year. They're 7-9. They're and nine. No, they have not been All good. All right, well, this is perfect for the Yankees then. But they are coming off a Sunday night win over the Cubs. Fair enough. So, uh, so we expect a two-game Yankee sweep. Um, I okay, do. I mean, go ahead. They're five and ten. I don't expect anything right now. We got to see them do it first, and uh, they will. I just don't know when. I expect that this is the perfect. If you're telling me the Braves are not very good, they haven't been so far. Right. But the Yankees have been one of the worst teams in baseball so far, and I don't believe True. they're that. Right. I so like maybe the, so. Maybe the you're saying Jerry, perhaps maybe the Braves are not that. Well, I mean, listen, Sal called this a get right series for the Yankees. Well, maybe the Braves are looking at it as a get right series for them. Watch, they'll go one and one. A split. You're yeah, predicting ball. a split. I, uh, yes, I will predict a split in these two games. That's fair. And then they go to Cleveland for a weekend. Mm. Mm. Three-game series, probably? I think it's four. Four-game series, they probably? they start Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday gimmick. Then off Monday again, probably. Are they off Monday? I don't know. I always just feel like I always feel like if you play four games in a row, you need a breather. That's not true. Sometimes you, get, sometimes you could play like 12 games in 13 days. Yeah, I don't know how they do that. You just go out there and play every day. I would need to rest. Tell You know what? Tell the guy who's up on a roof seven days a week that you can't go out there and play baseball. Stop. <laughs> that's really like Giancarlo Stanton. That's got to be Giancarlo. really taxing. Yeah. Let me go hit, strike out. Let me sit down for a half hour. Let me relax I mean, now until everybody else gets up to bed. That really I, is. And I know. DH. Yeah, I know you always talk about wanting to be the backup quarterback. Yeah. But you don't want to play. You just want to collect a paycheck and yeah. kind of look at film. Hold the clipboard. Yes. That sort of thing. You have no interest in playing. Like, if you're John Carlos Stanton, who was at the time when he was at the Marlins, he was a good right fielder. He, I don't think he was a great right fielder. He's got a cannon of an arm. Are you really a baseball player at this point? No. You're just a hitter. Like, at what point do you say, hey, coach, I'd like to play because I, what you're doing is not playing? Yeah, I don't think he wants to do that, but you're right. Yeah, you're not playing if you're only know. batting once every three innings. The whole DH thing is stupid. But it's not stupid. Well, it should be good for older older players. Yeah, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. But, like, Giancarlo stands in the prime of his career, and he doesn't play the game. Right, he just goes up and strikes out every once in a while. <laughs> once in a while, it's a home run. Trot around the base to sit down. Right. Uh, I don't know. And I know it's coming to the National League soon. I get it. That's fine. And you don't need a rest day if you're going to be a DH. Never. Never. Right. Why would he ever get a day off? He's already got three quarters of the day off. I know. Sometimes they give players a uh, day off by letting them DH. Yes, they, that's like, the rest that, day for they, a position right, they player. They consider that a rest day. Yeah, it really is something. To not see 162 games on Giancarlo Stanton's ledger at this point in his career as a DH is mind-boggling to me. Why doesn't he get to play right field every now and then let Aaron Judge be DH? I guess when guys get hurt, he'll be able to. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. And Aaron Judge will DH. As a rest day once in a while. Right. And then Giancarlo Stanton will take the day off. Giancarlo. <laughs> and then the Mets play uh, at Wrigley Field. Game time temperature, first pitch, 34 degrees tonight. Is that correct? You yes. looked? Yeah. Light snow in Chicago today. I don't know. I, I honestly I don't know why you play games in Chicago in April. I really don't. It's stupid. The You know where the Mets should be? Arizona. Yeah. Chicago. San sounds, Diego. Sounds like a terrible city to live. I've never been. I, it's I, cold, man. <laughs> I feel like at the age of 51, I should have been to Chicago. It's like the third largest city in the country, and well, I've not been there. 
I will tell you, until I went there with Rutgers, I had never been there either. It's not It's great. like here. Right. It's just like here. New York City, you mean? Yeah, oh, I don't want to go there. City, the city's big. It's, it's whatever. This is what I always hear about Chicago. They go, it's like New York, but so much cleaner. It is clean. I will say that. Having been there a few times now, it is clean. Because they say they hide their rats, garbage though. behind the buildings behind the instead of in the front. But there are still rats. Right. Well, the rats I would, the rats probably prefer it behind the building. But the streets are clean. Yeah. That I will. There's a couple of places I have noticed that. That is definitely one. I feel like I should get to Wrigley Field, though. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yes. Why don't I go Have there? you ever been to Fenway? Yes. Okay, so you've done Fenway. Been Fenway a few times. Wrigley, you have to do. Where, what do else Wrigley. would be a must-see I feel like for you? Camden Yards used to be that, but I don't know. Not that anymore. That anymore. Well, you've been yeah. there, right? Um, no, I don't think you I... never did Camden Yards? No, never did Camden Yards. Okay. Dodger Stadium would be cool. Oh, that was that's still my favorite. AT&T Park, I would like to go to San I like Francisco. that a lot, yes. I did enjoy that, but that's a newer stadium. Going to Dodger Stadium just felt like something you have to do. Luckily, I've already been to Tampa Rays Stadium, Ugh. so uh, Tropicana Field. And you did not go it. to a Mariners game when you were in Seattle. I did not, no. Yeah, because that's that, and they neat. were And they were in town. You just passed on it. Pass. I hear you. But you said you were interested, though. I was somewhat interested. And you didn't go. And then I didn't go. What about the new stadium in Texas? Does that Texas? interest you in Arlington? No. It looks really nice. Not interested. Not interested. How about Detroit? Detroit? I'm not going anywhere near Detroit. Oh, right, how about this? Tigers, Mets, DeGrom start. No, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in the DeGrom start. I want to see hits. I want to see... You're not interested in watching DeGrom? Not live, because I like to see hits. And I know the, I I'll know tell you, though, the other team's not going to get hits off DeGrom, and the Mets don't get hits when DeGrom pitches. That sounds like a boring game to when me. When we went to Miami, and we got to watch him, because yeah. it was Miami, we got to sit second row, right behind the Met dugout. It's, it is something to watch. Although I always was excited when I would go see the Mets once a year. I would try to see if it was going to be a Doc Gooden start. Sure. Look at it this way, That would be cool. Because of the funkiness of the season and the schedule, when the Mets have DeGrom pitching, they're not facing the other team's ace. According right. to your world, the Mets should have an offensive explosion against the number three, four, or five starter. That Correct. hasn't happened yet, but that should be the case. So you should see Met runs, and you should see DeGrom. All right. Well, tonight, uh, Taiwan Walker pitches. He's my second favorite Met pitcher. Second favorite. Yeah, goes DeGrom, Taiwan Walker, and then that release. I thought Miguel Castro was your Miguel second Castro's favorite. Miguel Castro's three. Why has, why has Walker Taiwan's passed Castro? A, he's a, uh, a starter. Uh, fair enough. Okay. Is not no Edwin Diaz in that? No. In that? no not interesting. Jerry's not. familiar, no? No. Aaron Loop? No. No, not uh, Supin with Lupin? No, none of those other guys. Right. Not interested. Okay, fair enough. But I could get a Taiwan Walker-Miguel Castro combo tonight. You could, for sure. Uh, of course, you'd have to stay up to watch that. And you know what time the game starts. A 7.40, yeah. so 40 minutes later than usual. Right. Or 30 minutes later. Are you Why? already into REM sleep at that point? REM? Yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm reming it up at that point. <laughs> Last night... I had one of those nights last night where I laid down. I'm like, wow, all right, I'll watch Sixers-Warriors because I actually bet the Warriors for I don't know why. I just I had a feeling. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try and watch a little bit of this. Next thing you know, it's halftime. I'm like, why am I still up? I didn't mean to watch that much of it. I was up till 10 o'clock last night. For Watching no, basketball? For no good particular. No, because at halftime I turned it off. I'm like, I have to go to sleep. And next thing you know, I was still up. I'm like, I should have watched the end of it. And one of those nights couldn't sleep. I watched the 90 Day Fiance Tells oh, God, All Part Two. All. I'm sorry. To it hear turns that. out, Jerry, that uh, that if you uh, try to get married within 90 days with the visa, you have just a, you have turns as out, many marital problems care. as regular people because about half the couples were doing poorly and half the couples were doing well, just like in America. Stats bear out, don't they? The Al? Stats bear out, even if it's a 90 Day Fiance situation. What do we need? A thousand of them. 1,200, I think. 1,200 to be statistically proven? Yeah, I think. I read that somewhere. I don't know where I got that from. But Did you hear Sal this morning at all? Uh, yes. A little while, while I'm in here prepping, I have him. No. Up. So 345. I got to go get it just because for me, I found it amusing. He's basically discussing the fact that now that he's married, mm -hmm. you still had something in front of you to look forward to. He goes, but now that he's had his first child, he's he's really analyzing his life. He's like, you know, when you're single, you're looking forward to meeting that girl. He goes, all right, well, we've done that. That's kind of cool. But you're still, you know what? House, that, that's kind of neat. All right, well, I got the house. 
Well, you know, you still got the kid in front of you. Well, I just had the kid. He goes, he goes, it hit me. Next is death. <laughs> no, next you got to make sure you bring your kid up so they're right. not a criminal. You've got a, a murderer life ahead of you. Right. How could you even go? What if you have another child? Correct. What about another house? And by the way, I don't, I don't know this. If things don't go well, could have another wife. You don't know. You don't know. Jared. Everything is still in front of you. And we don't have free will, as we discussed. Oh, no, shut the podcast, up! Yes, so we do. Knock it off. It's that, already, please stop spreading that crap. It's already been I determined. Can't take it. Enough. 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 That enough. enough. Matter of fact, life. let's take a break because I can't have that conversation. All right, Jerry. Five sixteen. We're just getting started. Segment one down. We have Boomer and Geo coming up at six o'clock. So don't go away. As you may remember, I'm coming up on my one year anniversary in my new condo down in Bradley Beach, New Jersey, and I couldn't be happier with my purchase. That's right. If anyone is looking to buy or for your first-time home buyer, finance through Carney Bank. I had the best experience with my mortgage loan officer. They were very personable, efficient, and made the entire process super easy. Visit CarneyBank.com for more information and benefits of their first-time homebuyer program. You will not regret it. That's CarneyBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. A lot more to do with the warm-up show till 6 on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Oh, I would say wake up and yell and scream. Oh, I could have used this for the basketball thing yesterday. This would have been a good good sound. Beastie Boys. Oh. If, I had a, if I had to get into a street fight, Jerry, I would probably use this song as I was walking up the street. With your taser? With my taser. <laughs> my billy club. So I heard if you use this taser, yeah. it'll sting for a second, but not... Well, I think like oh, the worst just, thing in the world. I think well, with these uh, tasers and stun guns and things, you're supposed to get them in the thighs, so then you could run away. Right, but it's not going to knock them down, and no, they're not, not going to be in pain. No, um, it. it, it you think it, they will be? Yeah, what it's supposed to do? It's supposed to like zap the. Uh, from the way I heard it explained, like if you like hit somebody in the thigh with a stun gun, uh, that it it draws all the sugar out of their thigh or whatever and it makes it very weak to not stand on for a have little have you ever while. been tempted to since you've had it to yeah, zap yourself i have when i originally bought one many years ago on on the internet i i talked to a, a man in kansas city who had a store was willing <laughs> to send one to new jersey which most most of them would not do that right so uh, he was t- talking me through the stun guns was, the, was his very thick kansas city accent and uh, he goes uh well that, you know that'll do the job i Test all these products out of myself. <laughs> that one's pretty good. <laughs> he hits himself in the back thigh with all of the stun guns to test them out. So how close have you come to actually zapping yourself? Uh, no, I couldn't. Uh, I Were mean, you it's holding tempting. it and like sitting there looking at yourself like, should I? No, I, uh, no, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, <laughs> I did see video. I was telling Boomer this off the, I did see video of a, uh, Ron and Fez show from Florida many years ago where they did like a live broadcast, like let's say, you know, kick off the summer. Right. And they had a, they had a wheel, like a carnival wheel with all of their names on it. And it would spin the stun gun and they would spin the wheel and whoever's name it landed on got <laughs> stun gunned on stage. <laughs> and you, and it was legit with it these guys. Legit. Oh yeah. <laughs> they would just boom right in the thighs and they'd go down. That's funny. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, no, but it, it, it is sometimes tempting when you uh, look at it like, hmm, maybe I'll. I mean, I just, I look at it this way. Thigh. You could have so many video views. I could. I'm just saying. I mean, I've never met more of an attention whore than you. Yeah, but I don't this like. This would really draw attention. I also don't like pain, though. That's the other thing. That's a very good point. Well, this is where the two, two worlds collide. Yeah, two What's worlds more collide. important to you? Fame or pain? Think of it this way. The pain goes away in probably three minutes. Right. That's true. The fame and that the lasts. views will continue. That lasts forever, Jerry. So what time today we're going to do this? <laughs> I'd rather have someone do it to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then have someone video it. Yeah. 
It's perfect. Then I, then I would sue that person. You're not suing anybody. There'd be a release form. Maybe you could stun gun me, Jerry, then I'll sue you. Go ahead. <laughs> I can't get blood out of a stone last take time your, I checked. <laughs> take your home and all of your various <laughs> automobiles. <laughs> Howie Rose returns tonight. To Hi, the I'm Howie Rose. To the Mets broadcast. Hi, I'm Howie Rose. Hi, Howie. Uh, after an undisclosed medical absence. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm very curious he's vaccinated. Is that I'm right? Om- I am almost certain of it because I heard him with Susan right before the season began when they were discussing what last year was like and how they were really looking forward to this year. And Susan was discussing, you know, last year very nervous working and what was happening. This year she feels better. She's got her vaccine. And I'm almost certain he said he was fully vaccinated as well. So I just hope he's okay. Looks like he's healthy. He'll be back tonight. That's great. Is it weird to be curious what his undisclosed medical absence is? I'll tell you why. Because in this day and age, when you miss time for being sick, what's the assumption? COVID. I mean, how is it not? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with being curious, and he doesn't have to tell us either. He owes us an explanation. He owes us nothing. Absolutely nothing. He owes me, nothing. He doesn't owe you anything. You you told him he should retire, that he's old. So he should tell you to go stick it where the sun don't shine. So he doesn't owe me an explanation. He doesn't owe you anything. Hmm. No, he doesn't. Because he's over 65, so I said... You know, time to move on. Not time to move on. Howie, as for long as you're good, do it as long as you want. It's not against Howie. I'd say it's for all broadcasters. Let's let the next. I hope it's for you all producers. Many... You... <laughs> and I want to actually lower the age to 52. Do not lower the age to 52, Jerry. Because really, got only a few months if left. If you think about it, it takes broadcasters longer to become a broadcaster. A producer can start right out of college. So theoretically, let's make it 51 and a half. Oh, you're out. Goodbye. Then I'd be out right now. Right. All these students graduating from broadcast programs, they have no uh, broadcasting jobs because all the old people still keep them. That's right, like you. How about you move on? You've been doing it for 30 years. It's been a long time. I will gladly move on at 65 or whenever I could start withdrawing my 401k also That also depends on if you get married and divorced and how much you're giving Gina. (laughs) And if the stock market tanks. Then I can never retire. <laughs> oh, or that too. You that's know right. that's going to happen as soon as I go. There'll to be a hit- crash at some point. <laughs> yes, I'll tell you when. In uh, whenever I turn sixty-five. Well, make sure as you're approaching that, you move your stuff over to safer right. funds. Safer funds, and then Jerry. you don't have to worry about. It. Don't be so damn aggressive. Brian Cashman came out yesterday and said the Yankees nothing. He said nothing. Will not overreact. <laughs> that's what he said. And then Brian he fired, Cashman sucks. And then he fired Aaron Boone. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> He didn't do anything. That'd be great if he came out. He goes, listen, we're not going to overreact. Aaron Boone, you're out. (laughs) Beyond that, no overreacting. That would be funny. I went through that multiple articles, watched the videos awkwardly of him in front of that green screen. Yeah, what was that? (laughs) Yankee Stadium. Oh, my God. That's worse than me. Thing. It was very odd. But, yeah, he said nothing other than a vote of confidence, Jerry, for the team and the coaching staff. Yeah, whatever. I it's, did anybody think he was actually going to make a move yesterday? No, but why even come out like it's only fifteen games into the season? What's the point? Um, there probably is no point other than to make people aware that you're not hiding from a five and right. ten start. Other than that, there's nothing. Right, I'm out here. Come at me. I'm a man. I'm Brian Cashman. Yes. Speaking of which, he's been around a long time. He should step aside. Who's that, Cashman? Yeah, sure. He's not sixty-five yet. I know, but he's been doing it a long time. Give someone else a chance. Mandatory retirement age, 65 in America. Why? I, ho- I hope not. I got nothing. I am not going to sit home and do nothing. Sorry. Mandatory. Yeah, mandatory. That way you get the young not generation. Mandatory. Work till you die. The younger generation gets to get jobs. There are plenty of jobs. The younger generation is lazy. They're lazy. They are lazy. That's true. That's the only thing I have hope for is that. The younger generation is lazy, so I could beat them out in a job interview, probably. I would think so. Because in a lot of ways, as long as there's not ageism. Oh, I will sue anyone. You're trying to fire people at 65. What are you talking about? You'll sue. Boy, you're really something special. Hey, listen, you're 65. Get out. Oh, you're not going to not give me the job because I'm getting older. (laughs) What is wrong with you? (laughs) Jerry, we. It's, you know, it's complicated. It gets complicated. No, it's all selfish. What's good for Al is good for Al and not for everybody else. It's very complicated. Here's a story I found a little bit interesting, Jerry, that the Vanessa Bryant, Kobe Bryant's a widow, uh, and the Kobe estate have ended their run with Nike. I don't even know what this means. There was some sort of falling out with Nike. 
Uh, they, well, Kobe's not around anymore. So right, but they were still selling Kobe sneakers, oh, Kobe gear, and that sort of thing. But they're moving on. Now, I wonder why she would, because you would think that the paychecks are still coming in. She said, or the lawyers or someone said, that the she grew frustrated with Nike limiting the availability of Kobe products during his retirement and after his death. Hmm. And there is a lack of availability for children's sneakers with the Kobe brand. So is she going to go... So I did not read this. This is the first I'm hearing of it. Is she going to look to Adidas or well, someone else? It sounded like that the prior to Kobe's passing, they were already counting down the days of their Nike contract and they were going to create their own like Mamba product on oh, okay. their own. Got without it. Without a sneaker company involved. Because, and I, again, I don't know this either. Jordan brand is owned by Nike or is that... Has he completely broken off and started his own? Because is that something like what Kobe's estate is going to try and do I now? I think so, but I think you know, I think Jordan and Nike are still they're still partners, an interconnected type of situation. Because Jumpman, I'm calling it Jordan brand, but the Jumpman logo Jumpman. is now like you can just buy those sneakers. They're not necessarily Nikes, right. I don't think. Right, they're branded as Jordan, but right. And I imagine that's what they're going to try and do with Kobe's estate. And his likeness and images. Perhaps. Which would still do very well, I would think. I might reach out, see if they want to get involved in my sneaker brand. Oh, you have a sneaker brand. Was it just plain white sneakers? Yeah. And I'll let them design any type of sneakers they're interested in, and I'll just take a cut of it. Good luck with that. The Owl's Boring Sneakers. My first signing, Kobe Bryant's family. Check out his greatest shoes. I was really into sneakers when I was a kid. So was I. I think most kids are. Yeah. But Not all, most. Like, at what point does it fade? Like, some people it doesn't. Like, Craig Carton is still into sneakers. It faded for me when I had to start paying for them. <laughs> I'm No, I'm serious about that. I, You know, growing up, our parents bought them for the most yeah. part. And then I started paying for them out of allowance. And you, I would save and save and save. The, they got expensive. And to me, they weren't that important. I remember when I bought those Reebok pumps, and I don't know what year that was, but it was a long time sure. ago. I remember they were $110. And that now was, you can still get good sneakers for $110. Isn't right. that something? Yeah. That was a lot of uh, newspapers I had to deliver to make $110. Yeah. But that, for, for me, that was it. Yeah. It wasn't that I stopped and, you know, enjoy. It was just they were too much money to be buying them on any type of schedule. I, I, I have friends like Bob Dwyer. Is huge into the oh, sneakers. sneaker guy, yep. He probably buys multiple pairs a year. Yeah. I don't. There I are mean, people that buy the sneakers and then don't want to wear them because they sure. don't want to get them scuffed. Which I don't understand the point. I guess yeah. they're just sneaker collectors. Sneaker collectors. At that point. Yeah. My son is like, my older son is like that. He's got like every pair of sneakers he's ever had. I'm like, what are we doing with these? He goes, you never know. Maybe it'll work money sometime. He's right. Because okay. I had those original Air Jordans from 100 years ago. Yeah. I did too. I didn't I save them. Those. Me neither. So those would be worth something if they I were in good so. shape now. I guess. I'm not really sure. Not my thing. I would like to wear those now. I don't know if they make a throwback uh, Jordan sneaker that looks like the original. Well, that if you cool. remember, Jordan wore a throwback Jordan sneaker. I think the first Air Jordan when he was when he came back to the Garden with the Wizards. I forget. And they were awful because that was in the Last Dance. Remember that? Yes. And his feet were all blistered up and everything because they were. I mean, they were cool at the time, but compared to sneakers now, they're not made great. But collector's items. It's weird to me that the NBA players wear new sneakers every game. I would think you'd want your sneakers worn in a little bit. They're so comfortable now. Are and, you kidding? And then isn't it weird to see like the the sneakers from like the Larry Bird Magic era? The Converse. Yeah, they look like they offer zero support. They were ter- well, as I'm saying, like like the first Air Jordans weren't great sneakers compared to now. Right. Terrible. Thin. Probably hurt your ankles and your feet. How can we never say like, how much better would Magic be if he had cool sneakers? I he would have been better. Would you're have been prob- better. You're probably although he right was competing against guys with Fagay's sneakers as well. Uh, true. So everything was even. Everything was on a level playing field. Five thirty-five. We're on an equal playing field. And coming up at six o'clock, so are Boomer and Geo. They'll do their thing then here on the Fan. Al and Jerry, two scientists responsible for the COVID nineteen vaccine. Oh, one of my favorite shows growing up. 20 in front of six. Yeah. And not because we used to make fun of Brooke Lopez. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I legit yeah, liked yeah. the show when mm-hmm. I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, um. Well, good news. 
Rob Zombie is rebooting it for Peacock Network. So he's got a production company, this Rob Zombie? Yeah, and this has actually been in the works, I remember, for a, for a long time because Rob Zombie used to be a guest on Howard Stern a hundred years ago. Right. And they would talk about rebooting the Munsters. So I see that now it's like going to happen. Hasn't it been? Oh, no, The Adams Family was redone yeah, in a movie. that was redone in a movie, but they're going to reboot uh, The Munsters. So that's never been done in any other I don't think format? So. Yeah. Now, The Munsters, to me, was always a show. Like, if I was watching The Munsters, that means I was out a uh, sick day at school. Sure. Munsters. Matlock? Uh, no, you were a Matlock guy. I was, yes. That was one of your go-to yeah, sick shows? It was, yeah. I had Munsters, Gilligan's Island, Price is Right. I'm all with you on all of them, but yeah. Matlock was right now. For me, that was also probably eighth grade. Yeah, I'm not talking younger, younger, because I didn't start watching Matlock until then. Probably Leave It to Beaver was another one I actually enjoyed. Leave I It to Beaver. Know why. Yeah, I don't know why. I actually, when I was a kid, I used to watch it all the time. The Beaver. I would still watch that. Yeah, I was not into Leave It to Beaver. I was not into Matlock, but Monsters I liked. Yeah, well, I who liked, didn't? I like the Beaver. I liked the uh, Grandpa. What about I Dream of Genie? Yeah, I watched it. wasn't that big. Wasn't that didn't that do it for you. Either. Yeah, I didn't do it. Brady for Bunch. Either. Yeah, I like the Brady Bunch. Right. Like I like I was Munsters, not Adams Family. I don't know why. Adam's yeah, no, me too. I would agree with that. Adams Family it was a ripoff. Yeah, Which came like first, the Munsters? I, I felt like it was a ripoff. Maybe I feel like the Munsters was first, and you had Marilyn, who was the the cute blonde, right? Yeah, that was, was the, the sister. She was the non-monster. She was the normal one. She was well, the Eddie was one, normal yeah. too. For but I mean he. He looked normal. He was like a wolf man. Just had the funky hair. Yeah, I know, I know. He was a wolf boy. I know. But he at least looked like Herman looked like a wacko. <laughs> he had bolts on his neck. His his son looked normal. Right. For the most part. Yes, That's he did true. have bolts on his neck. That is true. Grandpa looked normal if he wasn't wearing a vampire cape. True. Maryland. And then the wife could have looked normal if she would have not dressed in like uh she looked like Cher. A dead person's outfit. Lily. Like, Lily. Oh Lily. Right, but wouldn't you agree? Yeah. How's my Herman Munster impression? Just saying Lily. Ready? Oh, Lily. Not great. Not good? No. Sounds like you're doing half a Tom Brokaw. Lily Hammer. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Jackass. Uh, what else do I have here, Jerry? Oh, the World Series of Poker is coming to CBS Sports Network. I thought it was on already. We Me watch too. it every morning. No, that must be something else because this is this was a big coup. I saw that they got it off of uh, from ESPN. So something else to bump you guys at five o'clock and <laughs> night put this show. We didn't bump us. We were never on. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, so World Series of Poker is poker a sport, Jerry? You are up first. No, it's cards. A sport? No. Yeah. Well, then why is it on CBS Sports Network and ESPN? I have no idea. They put a lot of different things on these they networks do. now. I don't know. I still don't know. I'm 51. I still am not sure how to play poker. Like, I don't know what yeah, beats you do. what. I don't. I don't know what beats really? what. I don't I'm, know well, when you know I'm what? supposed to bet and go in and in all that stuff. In fairness, though, you don't play. Right. So why would you know? I mean, the first couple of times I played, you're you're lost. Right. But once you, it's like anything. Once you do it a few times, you get used to it and you understand it. So I whatever. If you played, yeah. you, would you like to come to a poker night? Poker night? Yes. And yes, you have to stay past eight p.m. because we don't start till eight p.m. Oh, say, say no, Al. Oh, uh, you know, not during the week. No, no. Saturday night. Saturday night. Still say no because with other. Shut up, Eddie. It'll with other men now. And Eddie, then shut up before. with other men. Yes, men and a couple of men. females. Yes. And we would drink beers and talk about people. You bring whatever you can. You can request whatever you want. Right. We'll have it there for you. We talk. Okay, poker. And no one's going to get mad at me. No. I don't know the rules. No, like not someone's at all. Gonna explain nope. to me the rules. Not at all. No. And it's not for big money. It's just it's fun. It's money, but it's not a couple coins. You might lose forty bucks. Okay. Or it's, I might win forty. Or you could. Well, you can win more than that. I expect to win. Jerry. But for sure, you will regret it as the week approaches. Yeah, probably. But that's everything in life. Even like things like going out to a beautiful dinner, I will regret it the, well, as the day arrives. But it'd be a time for me to bond with other men, Jerry, which I don't do often. That is true. Or other humans, actually. Men, women, humans. Right. Yeah, I bond with the dog. There would mostly. be definitely be a couple of women there. Okay. And there'd be... A handful of guys. And Gina will be able to come and play poker as well, or is this just a men, just a men being men thing? As long as she wants to play, yeah. Yeah. All right, I might be in for that. Oh, wow. How about that? All right, Saturday night. We'll see you at 8 o'clock. Not this Saturday. Oh, not this Saturday. for a far in advance where <laughs> now it sounds like a good We're idea. not playing this Saturday. We have a baseball game at 9 a.m. in Staten Island Sunday, so <laughs> it's not going to be this Saturday. 
Uh, did you see big ratings for WFAN? This was big news yesterday uh, Well, on my Twitter feed. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Carton and Roberts won. We did well. Uh, we won, Jerry, 5-6. Well. Boomer and Geo won 6-10. to 10. Did well. Moose and Maggie did well. Did well. Seems like a whole lot of wellness That's going good. on there. That's good. Yeah. You know what? It's been it's been interesting around here the last five years, so it's good. I'm taking uh, you and I, I think, should take credit since this begins your broadcasting day. We do. Because even like when Sal's on until 5, that still counts as the previous night before. I agree. Technically, he starts the, the day, but right, let's but be honest. Let's be honest. He He's, closes It's the, the end of the day. It's the end of the day. The, the new day starts at 5 a.m. I agree. I totally agree. Like when you hear the promos, they go, get your day started with Al and Jerry. The good news, go, maybe they'll start to paying you guys for this. <laughs> they don't go, get your day started at midnight. No, no one ever does that. is ending. No one ever does that. I was thinking this today when I was walking the dog at, you know, in, 2 a.m. In the 2 o'clock hour. The people that are awake right now. Yeah. Are they mostly haven't gone to bed yet or waking up? Well, I think most people at 548 are getting up. 548, but let's use 3 o'clock as the cutoff. Oh, at they haven't gone to bed yet. They haven't gone to bed the yet. The majority of people that are awake at 3 a.m. Or night birds. Gone the, they haven't gone to bed yet. Yeah. Yes, I would think so. I think those are people that are up late. Yeah. Drivers. Um, people that are watching TV, insomniacs. Yeah, no, there's no. Cry- I I Morning would definitely think people. I would definitely think it's people that are still ending their day, right, at three o'clock. David Lee Roth, um, in his short-lived radio career, your when, best time in your life. When he would have a guest on early in the morning, he would say, he would say, uh, "Did you wake up early or did you not go to bed yet, or something like that?" Meantime, you got twelve hours sleep, <laughs> getting ready for that show. <laughs> Was that the worst period of your life professionally in this business? I don't mean when you were at the drugstore. Uh, probably. Or most stressful. Probably. How long? Three months? Yeah, three or four months total. I will never forget driving over the 59th Street Bridge. I couldn't wait to hear it, the debut show. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh boy. It was interesting. Like It was, um, it, it was different. It wasn't like, terrible in that I... I didn't like going in. Like it was interesting to go in. There was a time when uh, when one hundred two seven was mix one hundred two seven. That yeah. was kind of miserable for me. Oh, you were? I didn't know you were there. Yeah, I was over there at that point. Doing what? Hiding? Know. Hiding, probably. Hiding for sure. Wow. So I'd put that uh, in front of the, the lost years time. that the company's still trying to figure out why they paid you. <laughs> <laughs> but was there ever? Let me ask Something you this: like that, Jerry? Was there ever a sense mm-hmm. as you are in that part of your career? Yeah. And you've you've said this before, so I'm not talking out of school. Right. You were being paid to essentially do nothing. Like you would you would take the bus or the train in. Mm-hmm. You were there all day, as you say. You would pretty much hide in the office, right? Hoping no one would find you. Correct. You had well, nothing no one, to do. You'd yeah. pat, you'd read the newspapers, right? And you'd go home. Correct. Was there ever a part of you that felt guilty when the check came? No, because um, at one point, uh, me and another fellow who now. Uh, Runs, runs the company. <laughs> now runs uh, Odyssey New York. We went to HR and said, why weren't we laid off? We had asked because everyone else got laid off except us. Guess they saw some talent there, Jerry. What'd they say? Because they didn't say they that. They said, your name's not on the list. That was it? Yeah. And we so just you guys were safe. In. You don't make enough money. <laughs> that was essentially what they were saying. We didn't even realize you were on the payroll. <laughs> you guys are still getting paid? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That comes out of petty cash. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you weren't even on payroll. Right. Go get yourself a little something. That's, that's funny. There you go. One more quick one or you want to take a break? Let's do uh, one a break. more. Uh, let's take a let's break. 5 <laughs> Um, You've got to say what you've got to say, and then we will oh, come back with a right, sports Jerry. I knew what I was about to tell you, that I'm very, I was so sick of paying rent. And I wonder, why do people rent? I bought a condo about a year ago. It feels really great, Jerry, to build equity in my own home. That's right. If you're looking to buy or if you're a first-time home buyer, finance through Carney Bank. They changed my entire outlook on the mortgage process. Also, their first-time home buyer program offers savings like a 30-year discounted rate and down payments as low as 5%. 
Don't hesitate. Visit CarneyBank.com. That's CarneyBank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, studio change. We'll come back, wrap it up. Boomer and Geo at 6th and right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence on Alex Smith. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple more minutes till we get you to Boomer and Geo. Nets, Pelicans tonight. Knicks, Hornets tonight. Rangers, Islanders tonight. You got the Yankees and Braves and the Mets in Chicago, Al. Warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today, for tomorrow. Visit CarneyBank.com for details. Jerry, do you think this is a big deal, what uh, Steph Curry is doing? I think he's on a tear of all tears, yes. He's on a tear of all tears. I see he scored 49 last night, which is the 30 or more points in 11 straight games. A first, Jerry, for a player over the age of 33. Which is amazing. When I saw that on the show sheet, I actually had to take a double take to think he's 33. Oh, I thought you were trying to think of other 33-year-old dudes you thought were probably... Dropping no. 30 or more points. No, I was just blown away that he's 33. Or, I don't know. I look at Steph Curry. I still look at a guy that's you know in his late 20s. I don't know. I was I was surprised. I didn't realize he was already, I don't call him an advanced age, but that he's 33. Is that old for an NBA guy? Well, They're it's not it young. Way. Well, how about this? How old is R.J. Barrett, if I asked you? He's going to go 22. He's 20. Oh, 20. So, yeah, Julius Randle's been around a while. He's 26. So when you think about 33... I mean, it sort of is, but the great players play long. Look at LeBron. LeBron's, what, 37, I think? Hey, Brooklyn Nets fans. Craig Carton and Evan Roberts want to give someone a chance today between 5 p.m. and 6 p.m. to win a six-pack of Barclays Center Suite tickets.